Welcome to Rick's Don't Make Comedy Game Design Podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Travis Carter and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, hello. That just rolls off the tongue so easily now. We haven't made a mistake doing that for a very long time. No, and we definitely didn't just make a mistake prior to this recording. At Why all. would I even no. say that? That was just exactly. a non-sequitur. Non-sequitur as it is. As you said, losing my words and I'm stalling. <laughs> so, we're going to continue with our reviews because it's... Reviews like, with a Z. Reviews with a Z. So, these Beast are... storm. I mean, do we, do, do we say where we're getting them from? This is steam dumpster diving, but it's like, it's the dark web steam. So it's it's, it's, it's real steam, dumpster it's, diving. It's itch.io, it's uh, Epic Store, it's all the stuff... But the dark web versions see. of it, yeah, they have like it's the stuff that that like, never you, made the front. When page. you connect via a regular internet connection, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they block out. Yeah, uh, this is that, and this is and we're seeing all that stuff. And the, these these are the. I mean, you got us onto it. You really did. You know, you, I stumbled you, onto it actually because you I found was, the cheat code for the internet. I left a, I left the VPN on. Hmm. Uh. Because I was searching for, you know, porn. ways to dispose of porn. Okay, uh, dispose of porn, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, Not like, looking for more of it. Well, I need to dispose of some because I've- So that You've I can got get more. Whole hard I've got drives, too much. Yeah. yeah, I've got too much. Uh, but then I happened to- I wanted to play a game and then all of a sudden I connected to Steam and all this stuff came up that I'd never seen before. I was like, what is this? And so we sort of- that's how we figured it out. Yeah. Uh, and then, then you, then you gave me that, which also included for some reason a big stash of porn. Cause obviously you thought I've got to retrace all your steps. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the game, big stash of porn that we played for a while there that was, that we found through this process. Yes. That no, was a little was bit weird. That was an actual mm, big stash of porn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, now that we've established law for this podcast. Yes. How it works is one of us will say a say a name of a name of a game, and then we're we're gonna review that game. And it's a, it, well, if it's you've a ever listened show. to a game, <laughs> game podcast before, you know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been playing these games, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go first, Joe? Yes, sure. Now, I love the game Geriatric Shock. Geriatric Shock, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was sort of like a, it was a bit of a system shocky game. I wasn't expecting that they, they would literally take the, um, the shock from like Bioshock and System Shock. And yeah. So that sort of they've stuff. kind of done it as like another spiritual successor an, yep. to those series. Yeah. And to set it in a nursing home and then to branch out to where it did. Like, well, it was really wow. brave of them to have the walk speed be so slow. Mm-hmm. And to you really feel that kind of hunched over your cane as the the viewport kind of lurches around with each step, that real yep. lopsided head bob. Hmm. Um, that but was then great, the fast pace, the fast paced combat, you know, that comes with that. Well, once you unlock those memories of your hidden past, that you know that that just yeah, and then the combat starts. That's I mean the. The back and forth between those modes just plays so well. Well, it, I think they've taken, if you remember the classic movie, Attack of the Clones, you know, Star Wars episode two, where you've got the scene, spoiler, 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 of Yoda walking in on the cane. Yeah. And then when he starts fighting Count Dooku, spoiler, 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 and starts <laughs> flipping out all over the fucking place. That's what this game is. It's it's basically the entire game is is the Yoda scene from Tech Lines. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely inspiration taken from that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Amazing how when you do flip into and I say flip into because you know our geriatric hero he flips into third person mode and is flipping around all over like the place. literally then, with a flip. Yes. Yeah. Literally with a flip. They well, obviously camera, didn't want well, us to. to- yeah, just just to, to focus on a specific thing, the cam that camera move of you know the your first person view lurching backwards so you can see the ceiling, yeah, and then as you come around, it pulls out into that third person view and you can see your character like mm. really impressive, just really smooth. 
Yeah, I, I did sometimes close my eyes during that bit because it did come out of nowhere the first couple of times and I did feel a little seasick. Yeah, that was a bit, they really sickness. should have tied Motion that sickness. into a direct character, like a direct player interaction, I think. It, rather than it was also it pretty like bad triggered. because I was playing the VR like mod at the time. Oh, okay. For this and- game, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can imagine it vividly. Yes. As yes. well as my lunch coming up. <laughs> Well, anything where they're controlling your viewpoint, you know, like your first-person viewpoint in, three, in VR without your control, it can be pretty sickening. Yeah, it's it's almost almost as bad as what I imagined that game that we came up with ages ago, where you could throw your throw head your in VR. Head. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think about how bad that would have actually been, and the fact that it's rolling, 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 and then I'm throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. This kind of had that, but luckily this was just a. Well, you were using port. unofficial mods, so we're not yeah, going to unofficial mods. So that it hasn't you know, harmed the score at all. Against them, no, hasn't harmed the score because. Can we talk about ray tracing for a second? <laughs> I mean, we always do. This game could have used a lot of ray tracing, and they didn't put it in, so that may come out in the score. Okay, I mean, I feel like that's a little bit unfair. The, I mean, it was mostly a realistic style. True. You, you could throw ray tracing in there. Where they had you, that where, whole. Where specifically did you find that it was missing? That whole scene with the cat laying in the sunbeam. Like you could tell I mean, the sunbeam was just like. They, yeah, they. Know, just, it looked like a texture that they just sort of gone. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're just going to put put up uh, <laughs> pull down the opacity and just. They did have you know, some just, nice particle effects in there and stuff though. Like you could tell it yeah, was meant to be. It it was, it was like playing an original Doom game or something like that, where it was literally a sprite. Because as you went around, it had no depth to it. It was kind of just a floop and floop. It I don't know. I, I, kind think, of changed, I think you modded this changed game too angles hard. a little bit. No. <laughs> no. I think maybe you, you ended up seeing that from angles it wasn't supposed to be seen from. I did get down very low in VR yeah. and see some weird shit. But yeah. anyway. It, Speaking it of, moving, moving off of that, though, because I, I want to, uh, the cat, that cat that you that you mentioned, I I loved what they did with that. I mean, character essentially, like it didn't mm. talk or anything. You know, it's not that sort of game. But the way that that cat kind of would foreshadow certain moments, um, foreshadow you know, like, foreshadow Philip's death, like yes, that yeah, was that an amazing was- part. Um, I mean. You know, the, the people have used, you know, the, the death cat in a few different movies I mean, and that sort of stuff. we've used it in our game designs. Yep. Uh, to actually have the cat turn out to be the antagonist of the game is, like, pretty genius. Like, well, turns out the cat was actually a serial a killer. Like, way. yeah. Turns out this cat was a serial killer and literally killing these people. Um, it looked like it was doing the typical thing of, you know, oh, this person's, this person's about to die. So, and they're nice and warm and they get a fever and all this sort of stuff. It's like, no, they're, they're literally, you know, injecting, injecting them with, um, with that serum. Yeah. Well, that was pretty intense. Um, I, I did like the way that they managed to tie that in with the hordes of, uh, minions that you are fighting mm. and how, you know, most of that was imaginary and the, the fact that you'd been getting some of it, like that you'd been injected with this serum, but because of your strength, we're able to fight it off. And it was like representation of you essentially fighting this cat. Yeah. Uh, by proxy of, you know, your body fighting off the serum and doing crazy stunts. Mm. Uh, oh, that, that whole dream sequence was. Freaking amazing too, you know. Oh, the, well, the when, fever dream. The fever dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. When when you get sort of close to that climax, and and you know the cat is obviously injecting you with, you know, has realised that you're fighting it off, and so has upped your dosage, and so things mm. really get wild. Uh, and I mean, wild, the cat wacky, does and kind of sixties, very yeah, psychedelic. The cat does talk then <laughs> for the first time. Bit of a Cheshire Cheshire cat kind of situation going on mm. too. With you know, I couldn't quite pick. The voice. Who who was doing the voice in that? Like, they sound so familiar. I'm just wondering whether they're- It sort of felt like someone doing 
a Christopher Walken impression. I don't think mm. they got good old Chris Walken, but no. it definitely had that vibe to it. Yeah, it, it, but it didn't have the exact, like... Well, that's it. It was a little bit off. So, I think it yeah. was just a... I think it was just a voice actor, but they were definitely inspired by Christopher Walken. Mm, but it definitely. worked well for the character. Yeah. Really gave that off-kilter, mm. you know, kind of vibe in that scene. Off-kilter kind of Bond villain from View to a Kill sort of mm. feel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't see that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it Christopher Walken? Um, Christopher Walken plays the villain in View oh, to okay. a Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that worked perfectly. What What did you give it? Like- What score? Your rating. What score? Uh, well, graphics- I'm going to start breaking it up now. Uh, <laughs> graphics, <laughs> I'd give it a, you know, a 7.9. Gameplay, mm, uh, look, it worked mostly well, a 7.9. And uh, for psychedelics, probably something around a 7.9. Mm-hmm. So, all up, if I average that all out, that's about a 7.8. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know how averaging works. Um, so, I'm going to give my scores in binary. Um, mm, so, graphics, sense. yes. Sound, yes. It did uh, have tutor- Tutorial, yes. Um, what else was there? Uh, no, ray tracing, no. And Are you oaring or ending these? Uh, for your final exoring, score. exoring. Um, so, so what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's where if if no, I mean, on, what's the final score then? If, what's what's the final score? If you've got three um, ones and an off, <laughs> Trevor. Well, I I exhort it with I exhort it with with zero. So, um, that's right. actually a um. <laughs> God, I'm trying to remember. actually figure it out. I don't know. Uh, my Eight plus four plus two plus two. So that's that's a fourteen. I the the game gets a fourteen as far as I'm concerned. That's an E. Fourteen. What's a one 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 zero zero yeah. for ray tra- right. no ray tracing. So yeah, it, it gets an E, an E grade because <laughs> it's Got all it. accidental now. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Let's talk about Muppet Dungeon. Limited edition. Oh. Limited edition. Because oh, I the did limited- shell out. I did shell out for the limited edition. Mm. Uh, came with uh, extra Kermit skins. Uh, mm-hmm. It unlocked um, Sam the Eagle. Okay. As a now, j- just just to be sure, this is Muppets with three Ps, correct? Because they didn't they didn't want to get in trouble with the um with the I, Muppet Entertainment look, Company. Yes, it is, but. They've just used all the regular, like yeah, yeah. It, it, it all looks exactly the same. It's the just dark web. I think just Kermit make- has just felt little, little bit different. There's two T's at the end. They did look. They yeah, and they make one of them really small, so you can't even yeah. like you can't even tell. yeah, you can't really tell. So I mean, it's it's basically just the actual Muppets. Yeah. Um, so now the legalities are out of the way. Limited edition. I only played the standard edition. So what's different about the limited edition? Well, you said Kermit like Skins, said, you said Sam the Eagle. Yeah, it's mostly unlocks. Like, whenever you buy a, you know, a, a, the more expensive edition of these things, mm-hmm. um, it, you do get, it includes the season pass, so you yep. get the additional um, DLC dungeons, uh, you know, so you've you've got the Manhattan level, you've got the Bob Cratchit from Christmas Carol's house. You know, there's a bunch, There's I think there's a couple more yep. from the movies. Um, cool. The pirate ship one from Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's most, they're mostly just reskinned, you know, it's just yeah. set dressing and stuff. But, but we should talk about obviously, you know, the main gameplay of this was, which is essentially like a, a roguelike dungeon crawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with fully 3D, which is nice, nice to see. Yeah, fully 3D. Some great little touches, like, cause you know, you, you're usually not used to seeing the Muppets. Entire bodies with, yeah. you know, at, especially with reason. the hand coming out of the bottom. Like that, that was kind of a bit freaky. The fact that you, you literally saw the arm and it was, well, that's doing it. that. And, and the so legs were kind of just dangling. I, I was surprised that they didn't go with, cause some, in, in some Muppet movies you do and you'll just see like the sticks maybe a bit where they will sort of 
awkwardly move a full body. But, but no, they you're right. They they went with the full hand up the Muppet. And so the, everywhere you can go in the dungeon, there are these like grooves in the ground that the hand is sort of traveling through. Like it's, but it's a nice little touch. It kind of grounds it in reality mm. of, you know, you, these are not actually, this isn't like, this is sort of the puppet show. You're watching the puppet show of this dungeon player. Yeah. Um, or the yeah. Show. I, I really did like the fact that, you know, wherever you went, you could sort of tell that they'd, um, because of the way the cameras was positioned, it was almost as though, as though, you know, your Muppet was actually doing all this stuff on a green screen. So it would always sort of follow, follow around and you, you didn't well, yeah, kind of break the reality. I appreciated the attention to detail on that of where it did look like a, like they, they went to the effort of trying to make it look like an actual, like a Muppet movie, yes. essentially. Um, so, you know, and, and it works pretty well because you, you have the top sort of the, the isometric dungeon crawling sections, but mm. then you have the, the fairly regular kind of, uh, I don't want to call them boss fights because it's not like, no, cause there's it's, multiple it's not a Dark Soulsian, no, it's, but it's. No, 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 but, but it, that it moves to the more side, side on view so that yeah. you are seeing them in the more traditional, you know, over a counter, just seeing their top half kind of way, um, for those battles. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I felt like that, that worked really well. Um, um, I did get a couple of graphical issues in some of the cutscenes. Oh yeah. Like, you, you know, those, those old Ubi- Ubisoft things where, you know, there were missing textures and just floating eyes. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. A couple of the times all I had was the hand because <laughs> they, oh, so they, they actually <laughs> modeled the hand in there. They modeled the hand. That's like, hilarious. That's freaking hilarious. Like, and, um, and you just had like Kermit's eyes were just like the, the half. Yeah, um, the half, half ping pong, pong balls. balls. Yeah, and and just a hand that was sort of you know doing all the all the weird faces. And- That's hilarious. They must have they must just like have hooked those bones up. I mean, that'd be a good way to effectively model or like animate a muppet. Would be yeah. to do traditional bone based animation on the hand and then have it affect have it affect the, the actual That's- mesh. In uh, fact, so I, now did. I think yeah. about it, I think they they must have got. Like some of the Muppeteers to actually come in and oh, do and motion cap, motion cap the hand. Wow, yep. that's so that's detail. Yeah. Um. And speaking of detail, how good was that felt shader when it was working? Oh, obviously, when you amazing. Could see it. Like, <laughs> but it, throughout the mo- the majority of the game, you could see like at one stage there was a hair that was literally yeah. caught on the felt, yeah. and it wasn't until you know later on where you actually get like the de-hairer, you know, the the sort of the lint brush that, you know, you can actually see, oh, this is all the stuff that I've been collecting in all these dungeons. Yeah. You know, hairballs and a, all this sort of that stuff. That was a like, great, again, a great little, I mean, I was, I was going to say Easter egg, but it, it had gameplay mechanics, as you, yeah. you know, notice down the line. Like, once you get through a few of these dungeons, you're, you've essentially picked up so much grime and dust that you then use it as a currency. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, that gives you more of a reason to explore the dungeons, you know, more dungeons on each level, you'll pick up more stuff and you'll have more to spend once you've unlocked enough stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, I liked the way that they sort of used the character traits very well. You know, you obviously had Miss Piggy as the, as a fighter, fighter type, yep. uh, and, you know, melee damage deal. Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bringing that in. Um, you had, you know, Rolf as the bard type. Yes. Um, well, and obviously they had a few change-outs for that particular archetype because you could bring in um, the electric teeth, you know, any of the, the members and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Except Animal, who was, again, much more of a, uh, you know, a damaged he, he was. He was almost like a... He was almost like one of my favourite characters to bring into the party because obviously you couldn't control him because mm. no one can control Animal. But you just let him loose yeah. and he just went... And our ball just started beating the shit out of yeah, people. Yeah, well, like, it, it was really, almost great. as like a summon kind of thing. Yeah, worked really well in, in yeah. Elden Ring parlance. Yeah, summon that 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 works almost. Perfect. Well, I think I was thinking more Final Fantasy style. I believe I mm. haven't played many Final Fantasy games, but I'm pretty sure like that's you know that that it's more of oh you bring in this character to them they're almost a spell. You know, they're almost a, yeah. a cast in themselves. Um, 
Yeah. And then but- Kermit is a mage, you know, made sense. Really? Uh, basically. So, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought that the, the ending where they brought back the nanny from, um, Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. well, when you first, you know, hear the voice, cause it's a very dis, you and know, like, the- hang on, I know that voice. It's like, yeah. and she's been the narrator all along. Like, it's like, I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? And you get to the end, it's like, oh, my God, yeah, look at those see legs. The legs. Yeah, you, you see, see the, the legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked really well. And, and it's just a great callback for fans. Yeah, it really was. And it really shows just how small the Muppets really are. Like, they still only see the legs. They can't even. Oh, no, like, even now. You can even, even pan the camera. Muppets. <laughs> yep. Adult Muppets. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, so let's go to review scores. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. I thought you were just moving on to the next game. I was like, aren't we going to review it? Um, well, I mean, I give it a, a fuzzy out of beaker. Okay. And I will go back to my review scores and go video graphics. Yes. Um, audio. Yes. Tutorial. Yes. Ray tracing. No. So this gets an E, e again. That ray tracing category is really going to hamstring certain games. It's it's only worth a point, though. It's only worth a point. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yep. Um, Moving right along. Beautician Madness Gold Edition. Yeah, I and mean, I'm glad they brought out a gold edition of this that kind of contains all of the various- uh, DLC. Separately <laughs> released things. Yeah, well, and-, and because this was initially, like, they sort of released the first chapter separately. Yeah. Because it was a bit of a, like, a shot in the dark. Yeah. Um, just to see, would people be interested in a in a beautician co-op game? Oh, I say co-op, but it's a competitive, like, competitive game, yes, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, and that's it. And, and having those narrative bits they brought in chapter by chapter, you know, again, on for a, for a multiplayer game- and, I mean, we're seeing a bit more of this sort of thing. Like, it, it had sort of that Left for Dead or Back for Blood kind of vibe of, like, you know, you can come in and play a chapter with your friends and, and move mm-hmm. on. But particularly having it being a bit more competitive, uh, you know, who, who knew if that was going to work? But here we are, yeah. like, three years later, and they've released not just sort of that full first story, but, you know, yeah, the the DLCs and stuff as well. So Yeah. Um, and I did, I did like the fact that they finally included like a single player version in this gold edition that mm. you could actually play through all the different levels and sort of practice on, you know, the different skin types that, that sort of come through the, through the door because, uh, practicing yeah, well, when, when you're fighting against someone, you know, and you, you're trying to you, go, if how do you match this person's skin type? I've never seen, you know, skin this bad. Yeah. If you haven't come up, you know, come up across pores of that size yet. Yeah. Like, like you don't want to be doing that against. You, you put your tool put, the first time. You put your tool in, and it's like a black hole. It just you know, you lose the tool like straight into that pore. Yeah, well, they really you can they can go overboard. Uh, yeah, I mean, or just extreme with that for sure. Mm. Um, look, uh, my favorite part of this game is like dealing with the blackheads. I yes. just find that really satisfying. Yeah, uh, the fact that you can fling them at your opponent, then to gross them out and mm-hmm. kind of get their vomit meter up. Uh, and that's the only, it's one of the only times the vomit meter comes into the game, but like it's a specific mechanic just for that. And I like that they kind of put that much thought into each different mode, you know, or each different, um, thing that you tackle. Mm-hmm. There was something else that I was pretty impressed about. And that was the third DLC that came out, which was the hairdressing, uh, part of the salon and the fact that they incorporated that into some of the earlier, earlier games. Like earlier stories, yeah. Well, well. Uh, again, I like well, what it did like about how they did the release of this is that the DLCs and the add-ons, like you would get a bit more story section that led you through some of the new, you know, the like in this case the hairdressing stuff, but that yes, in particularly in the multiplayer stuff, uh, you then it was sort of back like you got those modes throughout the whole game. Um, whenever you played. So, yeah, I, I like that they did that and didn't just, you didn't have to get up to it and, and sort of unlock it. Mm. Okay. The hose physics in, in the hair washing part, 
that was pretty cool. Like you couldn't go, you couldn't go too far away. Like it wasn't like one of those you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really yanked you back and really limited how far you could go. But if you tried to pull too hard, then you, you did actually rip the hose out and you had to then go through that repair mini game of reattaching the hose to the, um, to the faucet. So. Yeah. And look, when, because when you're running between different, uh, customers and stations, yep. And, and stations like that, it's easy to forget to drop it. Yeah. And so that could very easily happen that you just, you're washing the hair and you're like, oh crap, like they're, uh, you know, hairdryer thing, the big, mm. um, the big dome, dome hairdryer or whatever is dinged. It's done. You need to take it off before it singes their head. Yeah. But you forget to hit the release button. Then yeah, you end up pulling the hose out of the wall and mm. things go to shit. Um, one of the things that they did bring into the, the single player campaign, I'm not sure whether you played any of that. Um, you could actually. Uh, use some of the assist features of auto release. So it would right. auto release the, the yeah. hose and sort of flick it back into, into the, um, yeah. I mean, that up. makes sense for, for the single player. And I mean, that's another good reason why they did that to really open up that accessibility of it to yeah. more, to more players. Uh, because it can be really difficult. And, but, but for multiplayer, of course, they have to keep everyone on the, on the same, on the same, same page. Level. Yeah. Especially uh, because you could, there are so many different builds that you can do in this. Like, you know, just last night I was unlocking some new like scissors and a new comb. Uh, yeah. this one, this, this one actually, um, puts radiance into the, into people's hair. So when you, when you, as you comb, go through, that's a, that's a good find. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got the color, the color, um, color comb yeah. that you can immediately put color into people's hair mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And you can, you can actually, one of the things that I saw someone do, uh, in my game while I was playing against someone, they snuck a color comb into my, into my pouch. I oh, pulled it out and didn't realize and was like, that was um, really cool. It was like, yeah, she didn't, she didn't like red and she got a whole head of red. Well, and I, mean, I didn't realize you until, get a penalty for p- yeah. putting the wrong colors in for sure. Um, have you, have you tried a scissor hands build? Where no. You put, where you put scissors in every slot. Oh, that's cool. So it works really well for a good chunk of it because when you're mm. obviously actually doing the cutting, it really helps your speed and stuff. But it does mean because that's literally the only tools you've got, you do have to pick up other tools with the scissors, uh, mm. which gets really, you know, really difficult. I know that you dislike the way that, you know, the from software does a lot of the a lot of the menuing, but you can tell that they took a lot of that sort of stuff that nothing actually pauses in this game as you're yeah. changing I mean, your loadout and all look, that and sort I of think stuff. Which that makes sense for this being a you know pure a multiplayer, multiplayer. Um, because you can switch switch loadouts at certain points, um, and obviously you can't pause it for the other player. But uh, no, I mean for this, I think that works. Uh, for this, I think yeah. that works. What What do you think about the blue blue liquid upgrades? You know, the blue yeah, liquid that, yeah, yeah, that you yeah. put well, the combs in and all that sort of I stuff. I mean, to- it mostly just gives you, like, time bonuses on the disinfectant time, right? Yeah. 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 Look, it becomes really useful because then you can switch out those loadouts more often and switch out your tools um, you, without you know, having to wait. You know, one of the best things I found, if you can find um, early on in, in one of your multiplayer matches, you can find a kid. Mm, mm. They don't even have to be a customer. You just need to find a kid, and if they're scratching their head, Go get some lice and you put it on, you put it on. That's, yeah, that's a tricky one. On their, you, you either sneak it onto their comb or you, or you just happen to just, oh, this is looking nice and just drop it on, drop it onto the person's head. And before you know it, like they've, they come back and yep. they've got lice all over their head. I mean, that'd ruin a whole run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it's such a, such a sneaky technique. I had it done to me, which is why I know about it now. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's funny yeah, that all that these all these techniques seem to be um, everything that happened wonder- to me. Yeah. Color combs. I mean, oh, look. the the fault the faulty bloody hairdryer. Yeah, it, it shocks my character. Put me into put me into the hospital, and obviously I couldn't do any. Any um is that oh is that any patients? when you do they just like purposefully run the wheelchairs over the 
the cord. No, they, they, actually, they actually switched out my, my hairdryer and it shocked me. Like, because that's one of the things they fault? can do that. Oh, I, I guess if you've just got a low quality hairdryer, that you, they, right, there is that you know, throw, they kept They kept on throwing it until it broke and, right. you know. And then they switch it out. Yeah, look, uh, but uh, that is what makes this game so interesting is the ability to really mess with your other person's loadout if you can do it. But you have to be sneaky about it, right? Like, you have to be sneaky. To um, but, I, I, yeah, find, I find that, on, I find fo- that I'm always focused on the customer, never focused on, like, I'm like, if I do well, a good job, I'm going to I'm gonna get good reviews. And, well, look, you know, there are so, they, they, and then we haven't talked about this yet, but, like, the whole small talk section of you and the customer and the multipliers that you can get from, you know, answering the right, giving the right answers. And, and also saying- Keeping mm-hmm, track of each- At the right time. Well, that's it. And, and and keeping track, remembering that, you know, that a particular character, it told you that they have a son who's going to university. Mm. You know, you don't want to get that wrong. If you get that wrong, you'll break your, break your streak, but- and I do like the fact that everything is based, like, the scoring is literally based off of the Yelp reviews, or as they call it in this, you know, the Belp reviews, because it's beautician, whatever. Yeah. Like, I can never remember what what the E, the L, and the P stand for, but it's- Beautician, I think it was like beautician early launch period or something, because it's yeah. about you, because the whole thing is you launching your- Yeah, you knew beautician madness you store. Sell yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. Um, review scores. I mean, this was a tricky one, but using my standard review system, uh, I mean, I probably give it about seven dreads. Okay. See, mine gets a C rating. Now, do you know why it gets a C rating? What What did I take out? Uh, I mean, <laughs> ray tracing. <laughs> well, ray tracing, yes. Uh, no, I don't know. What else? Tutorial. What? There was no tutorial in this game. There okay, was video, yeah. audio, no tutorial. Sure. I, I think I might have to change this next week. Yes. Yes. At least they had graphics, and that's that's the main thing that all these games need to have. They they are video they games, so therefore they graphics. must yeah, they must have graphics. Generally. Three, two, one. What's your next one? <laughs> <laughs> habits. Hard to break habits. Um... Excruciating Pinball Underground. Oh, another pinball game. Mm, mm. Another pinball another game. Pin- when was the last time we talked about a pinball uh, game? There was a worm, medieval worm pinball game that I threw out in, in our quick- um, Oh, right. That's, yeah, because I didn't play that one. Um, yeah. That was a cool game. The medieval worm pinball where you where you were, like, going through doing the king's business and, you know, it was all pinball and- Just last fun. week. No, two weeks ago. Huh. No, I don't remember. Uh, but again, I didn't play. Three weeks ago, actually. That's why. I know. Too long. Two we, weeks we, ago. we play Whatever. a lot of games every week we do. to do this show. Um, you know, our jobs are in, very much in danger, but it's worth it. Excruciating Pinball Underground. Let's tell the folks what this is about. Yeah. It's obviously a, you know, organized crime based pinball game. Which, but it's excruciatingly difficult. Like, it's very difficult. It's essentially the, you know, souls-like of pinball games. Of, of pinball games, yeah. Uh, you, you will fail many, many times. But, mm. but that's learn. how you learn. That's, that's how, you, how learn. you learn. Yeah. Get good and, uh, you know, don't tilt. Yo, I loved how they- How did they realise that people were raging and all this sort of stuff? Because the tilt comes out due to- Due to what you're, um, you know, how angry you're getting at the game. Like, it is weird. They, I think they've got a system of like, you know, essentially, uh, fing- fingerprinting your, your inputs to, di- and, and they'll be able to tell that you're frustrated, uh, and, 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 and you'll tilt. Um, I just wonder, like, I'm going to unplug some of my mics next time I play it because I, I, I just wonder it's whether like it's secretly actually they're just secretly to you re- just listening in because after I after I played it and I was you know sort of getting annoyed at all these underground things and going God damn it I kept on getting like I mean it's all, hard to hit some of those ramps I kept I kept on getting all these all these like book prompts of, you know, you should get a Bible and all this sort of stuff. So, it just, it makes me wonder whether, you know, the, there's some 
adware or something in this that is listening to every word that I say. I I, th- I mean, I know and, we're downloading this from the dark web. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if you got a, like, a oh, shifty version. A shifty version. <laughs> well. Like- because yeah, I, I didn't get it. Didn't fr- get I didn't get it from the Dark Pirate Bay. Um, no, I know, I know. Um, but any, anyway, I, there's definitely some stuff in there around the tilt mechanics. I don't know yeah. if they're listening. I didn't get the sense they're listening. Maybe they are. No, maybe they are. Um, but I did like how then later on they brought it in that you had to tilt as you're like once you start getting brought in to the mob. Yeah, and you're roughing people up, and you're like shaking people down. That you mm-hmm. literally have to shake people down and tilt the machine. You know that basically becomes part of it because you know, like you're in their store, and that's the pinball. You know, table is their store. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously you're smashing things with the ball, yep. like a ball, like a like a, a ball in like a china a, shop, like yep. a ball in a china shop, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's that's the saying, isn't it? That's a good one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But that, like, the coup de grace for really getting them across there is to manage a tilt and just everything falls off the shelves because you've literally just smacked to the side of this pinball table. Um, But I loved that everything felt like a physical pinball machine. Like, you're moving Mm. between areas and going to different places, but the way you interact in every single one is it's a pinball machine. Mm. I I did like the fact that in some scenes you could sort of see the glow um of the um of like of the, the lights reflecting of the LED you know oh yeah the display yeah and yeah. that's actually because and I was reading into this yeah there is actual ray tracing they ray traced it they traced it and yep. just outside just outside of your view there there is like an actual a, display an on LED one. score counter yep. Tracking the invisible score because nowhere else in the game is the score there. No, but it's if not you, a mechanic if, in the if game you're itself. In, if you're in a really dark room, like, and it's a, and you can't really yep. see anything, you can read the score. You can actually read the score, and it's that's really it's funny. reflected. It's upside down, and yeah. you know, upside down and backwards, and you know, it takes a little while. But so they're because actually tracking the tracking the score throughout the whole game. Tracking oh, that's your wild. score. That's, that's so funny. That's um, a, and a good the, and the fact that you know. The um the <laughs> the pinball tables would actually drop, and a new one would sort of just slide in, and then you know oh, come yeah, out the, again. Yeah, and the 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 transition between the transition between um and it felt between good tables. to finally get yep. that transition. If you'd been trying to go for the exit ramp to get to the yep. next location for you know however many shots you needed to take to fucking finally get it out there, and then wait for it to come around if you missed. Mm. Yeah, it felt good to finally see that transition and get to the next phase, but. It, to their credit, like it is frustrating, but it's it's they've made it so much part of the game. Like it's still fun to do. Yeah. Um. Even though sometimes you're literally just spending three minutes trying to exit a room. Mm-hmm. The score's going up apparently. So because you're still yeah. hitting bumpers and things. You're still hitting bumpers, and those those bumpers they're they're ways of you know hitting these people without actually without leaving. Um, leaving leaving bruises, a trace. Yeah. leaving a trace. You know, it's, it's yeah, hitting them in those in those hard to see places. Well, and I like the way then that they, you know, obviously in those sorts of rooms where you're shaking, shaking down, pretty much everything you hit is violence of some kind. Yeah, but that you had, you know, the more dialogue based ones where hitting a bumper was, you know, choosing a specific uh, dialogue option, um, and. You know, hitting a particular ramp would change your demeanor. So you got differently, it would change the tone of the conversation. Like, I felt like they, they worked that in quite mm. well. They really uh, did. And again, you know, it became frustrating when you'd say something you weren't intending to say because you didn't hit the right bumper. You know, you, you have, you got to get really freaking good at some of these tables to aim that accurately. But again, it's sort of just reflective of. We're not always in control. Yeah. As a person. So my one major complaint about this game mm. was there was no audio. Yeah. Or if- did you have audio and it was just my shitty copy? Um I had audio, so I don't know what was Shit. going on with you. Yeah, that 
See, that that's really that's really have... that's really affected my score. Yeah, because well, this was so cool, except for the fact like it had a tutorial, it had ray tracing, it had video. It just didn't. It didn't. It nearly have, had a perfect score, but for nearly had a perfect score. Didn't have sound. It didn't have sound. Yeah, no, there was the sound design was quite good. It it felt like Shit. you were in a pinball. You know, you could. In fact, they had like the sound of other pinball machines going on. Oh, that'd um, be so cool. But multi ball, they had they had multi ball, and that 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 was during the shape. You know, when the cops was cool when you'd really go into like well, when the cops came and, and raided the the warehouse, yeah. and and you were and then like you just bam, 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 bam trying bam. to trying to get everyone into the into the exit rail, yeah. like yeah, um, and the people that fell out the bottom, they got arrested, like. It was, yeah. it was well, really it. quite the cool. The number of ways like, they managed to turn sort of real life situations into something that could be demonstrated again, no audio. through pinball. Yeah, you really missed out, man. I, yeah. The screams of the balls, air yeah. quotes, uh, as they were beaten oh, down by the cops in that I level. mean, I, I knew what was happening because I had subtitles. And I'm like, yeah. this is a weird choice that they chose I can't subtitles. I question that there was no sound in your video game, Trevor. Like, yeah. You should have known better. I should have. But, I mean, Naughty I guess your score is your score. So. Yep. Score is my score. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll give it uh, three out of five horse heads on a pillow. Mm-hmm. And mine gets a B. There you go. Yeah. What are we talking about next, Trevor? We're talking about pixelated driving siege. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. So- I, I, I find it weird that they called it pixelated driving siege when I know that they were going for that pixelated view, but to have it in 3D and therefore it's voxels, it kind of, it drives me the wrong way. Like it irks me that. Yeah, it was a weird they, combination of, you know, it, it was pixelated because it was not particularly high resolution that they were, no. you know, that they're doing that, but. I mean, I'm trying to think what 3D it felt like. pixel is a voxel. Like it. Well, but they did just, both, right? They did both in that you'd get that weird shifting as you rotated around where yeah, true. a particular voxel would be represented by one pixel. Like it'd almost snap into each pixel. Like you got that weird. And technically, I suppose kind of view. voxels are being, gener- uh, being, you know, you know rendered represented, as pixels, yeah. rendered as pixels in a 2D, 2D thing, uh, 2D screen. So I guess, yeah, okay, they get away with that. But the gameplay was cool. Like, and yeah, an open world game where you're driving around, you know, sieging castles and shit. Like, well, and with like all variety of vehicles was, yeah. was cool. You know, it wasn't just, oh, I'm building a catapult or a trebuchet or whatever. It was like, no, like I'm building a fucking monster truck. With yeah. a trebuchet on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like- yeah. I really love driving, like, the ramming cars. You know, the- Yeah. You just put it- You just put a huge ram on the front and you just ram through- Ram through, yeah, and like, they had city some really gates cool and shit. designs on those, like- um, on, the ra- on the battering rams, you could get those really ornate designs that looked, like, really styled up your car or your vehicle. Yeah, and I- I loved- There was this one, um- this one settlement that I came across that had literally a quarter mile of straight road. So and it was like, get such a, like and a you get such route. a speed, like you just, you get going. Um, the good thing is that it was actually reasonably good quality road, at least when you first came across this town mm. later on when, you know, cause there's rubble all everywhere the, and yeah. all the pillaging and all that sort of stuff happened. It, you'd have, you'd have castle rubble, you'd have bodies strewn around all over the place. And it, it it became a little bit hard, and that's where you really wanted a monster truck so that you weren't yeah. sort of feeling that as much. For what um, for what is a, like, uh, I, I will say primitively rendered and, and represented game, the physics, and, I mean, this is probably why they went with voxels, because I know that often you can, I mean, you, you can do a, uh, get away with a lot of um, terrain deformation and, and mm-hmm. building deformation and stuff. Like, the physics is really good. The way that you- that the vehicles would work going over, you know, random chunks of rubble and, and bodies. And and really, I think that's why they chose the voxel style, yes. because, you know, you could see, like, the train deformation when, you know, the 
the flaming rocks that you could that you could fire into the, into the town from the trebuchet and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you know they do massive amounts of damage to the terrain and and whatever got in their way. Yeah. But I did sometimes get stuck on bodies like they were rather sharp. You know they were very Minecraft Minecraft. I mean I think you can. They get, didn't like, have I the think roundness. What would happen is is when the limbs. Yeah, like if you get a limb jammed in there or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I did tend towards more of a monster trucky sort of design, so the larger wheels definitely helped you to not get stuck on things as much. Yeah. Uh, which I thought worked, you know, that makes sense. Um, but yes, it did get a bit frustrating. It, it could very easily randomly get a, a stray limb stuck in your tires yep. and in a smaller vehicle. When I first started the game, I did think it was a bit weird that the initial tyres on some of these cars were literally just single voxels, and it did have that kind of wobbly nature unless you balanced the wheels and got them all turning at the same time. But then I found out that that was just, like, the joke tyres that they put on the original cars. Like, this is originally how it was. I think that was a joke, yeah. Like, uh, again, going for that blocky sort of style... Making yeah. a joke of literal just cubes. But then again, once, once you're at speed, it, it everything I mean, sort of. Going. I mean, it got you over things. It looks um, round when when it, when it's at when speed, it like enough. yeah, when it goes fast enough. Um, I um I love the open world nature of it and the procedural generation of the the landscape and then where the castles would stuff would pop up. Mm-hmm. They obviously put a lot of work into making that kind of make a bit of sense, and you'd have the roads and the little like the towns surrounding the castles and stuff you know, generated quite well. Um, and, and even, you know, having certain castle types and stuff where it would span a river, like a, there'd be a bridge and sort of parts of the castle on the side. So like, it just gave you a ton of variety. So it, oh, was, yeah. it was just fun to just like hoon around <laughs> over this landscape <laughs> and then decide, yeah, that one looks valuable or that one looks like fun to, to lay siege to, mm. uh, and then just go at it. So, obviously, you loved monster trucks. What what weapons did you like to did you like to put on there? What was your what was? So I, I mentioned having a trebuchet on the back. That obviously does yep. not work very well in a monster truck because with such a high uh, center of mass, and if you're also swinging a large mass, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> that doesn't work particularly well. Look, I often just use it as a method of getting troops. Mm. Like into their castle. Um, oh, a Trojan horse, as it were. Essentially, sort of like a Trojan horse, but this horse just fucking like crush if it, people. If yeah. you've got a wall that's not that's not uh, tall enough, then climb it'll just it. Fucking climb and drive right over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've yep. got a wall nearly near a hill, you're fucked. Um, so I quite like that, and just essentially just bring troops in to just take them out, take them from the inside out. Um, but then I would put uh, like some explosive barrel. Um, not launches, but, uh, essentially almost like mines. Like you can, you yeah. can drop them, you drop you. them out the back. Yep. Yeah. You, just you, roll you them go off the back essentially. And- you go through the town, you smash through the front, the back gate, but you've just dropped three, three exactly. explosive battles out, uh, barrels at the back and you know, yep. lay so waste. You really to- still get that great distraction. Um, yeah. Um, get that great w- shot, turn the camera as you're driving away and just seeing explosions behind you. Rubble I, of course, everywhere. I loved. Uh, the synergy of the um, of the ram on you know the the sort of pickup truck sort of thing. It wasn't yeah. really a pickup truck, but it was you know big beefy had a had a sort of um, well had the bull's horns on the front that you know you unlock that in one in one of the first areas. But then having the flamethrowers at the side and the caltrops at the back, like yeah, do yeah. maximum damage and and then no one can chase you. And toastiness, yeah, yeah. Um, this this one this one village. Let's just say that it was the one with the colonel uh, in it, mm-hmm. and I I laughed because it was I was thinking Kentucky Fried Kentucky Chicken, fried them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just thinking that the entire time. So that was that was a, a, a good one. That like I mean, you had generals, you had colonels, you had you know. Um, I didn't actually finish the game, so there might have been a king somewhere. Um, yeah, look, I didn't finish it either. Um, I mean, it's very hard to finish like a, a procedurally generated thing, but it did seem like it was escalating as we went. 
Yeah, I, I think that I think with the procedural generation, there is an aspect of uh, ramping up. Obviously, you could, if you can find it, just go straight to the the top level one. Um, as long yeah. as you, you know, you, there may be some of the um, the walled castles that make it hard to just not attack them first. But but then uh, again, anything that was up anything that was up a hill. A monster truck would just go straight up and Yeah, well know. if you could if you could get the right balance of, of monster truck tires and, and and speed, that was always the challenge with the monster truck is to get it up to speed. Yeah, but if you had off. too much speed you could you go up that hill and then launch over the entire castle and oh, land yeah. Yeah, land yeah, behind yeah. and you know, your your vehicle's wrecked and now you're now you're respawning back at the very start. Like because permadeath, that was another thing that was quite interesting. The fact that, yeah, well, I mean, that game they only had one life, but so did you. Rogue-like vibe in a in yeah. very much the original Rogue, you know, yeah. hardcore Rogue-like. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it gave it a good challenge. Okay, uh, do you want to do one more, and then we'll do our last sort of uh, rundown of all the games that you know we've yeah, been we'll playing by ourselves. Yeah. Lightning yep. round, yeah, yep, sure. Um, oh, right, it's mine. It's yours. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the last one I wanted to talk about was Android Alias. Ooh, yes. Yeah. yeah this That was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought you might have forgotten about that one. No. Oh, no, that's no, cool. No. It, that's cool. So I wanted to finish it first is the thing, and I kind of hadn't had the time. So I'd got most yep. of the way there, but I finally I finally got through it this, this week. Uh so this was, you know, a point-click adventure, uh, 3D kind of style, where essentially you're, you know, you're playing an Android who is, uh, fuck my mind, just like totally froze, an Android who is uh, pretending to be a human, basically, like yeah. he's disguised as a human, um, hence the the alias, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I just I felt it it moved away from. The a lot of the cyberpunk, like you know, when you think Android, you think that sort of classic futurist, futurist sort of style. But this was much more down to earth. It was a future that is very much like today. Yeah, just with androids. Um, it's just that this is a future where androids exist. Yeah. Um In fact, I I really like the the juxtaposition of you know these androids that seem to have a lot of technology. And then, like, it was they, a guy in jeans, like, yeah, they and, didn't a, go and over a the t-shirt. People like, are still using fucking toasters or whatever. Like, it, yeah, it, it wasn't that everything has to have that everything has to have like, uh, you know, gone taken a leap in technol in technology because that's not the way yeah. it works. It's just no. no. This particular industry of androids, you know, took enough of a leap that now they are to the point where they can literally pose as humans. Um. So I. I didn't play enough of it to to know whether your main character was actually an android or not because they kept that very vague at the start. So I'm, yeah. I'm okay with spoilers. Like I'm not going to go back. There's too many games to play. Like yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Then I guess for anyone who is going to play it, uh, yeah. Look, they are your character is an android, and and they in fact bring in um, at some point you essentially get hijacked. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, by a human, by, by, um, someone working at, um, at Rocorp, who, the android, mm, the, yeah. um, I remember the advert at the start, you know, Rocorp. That yeah, exactly. Uh, and so you have, there's actually a really cool scene where you don't, you don't have control of your body. Like, your character is going around and doing things and you try to click on stuff and you kind of, you get your internal monologue still. Mm-hmm. Um, but you essentially, you don't have control and you're sort of trying to figure out how to snap out of it, uh, before, you know, you attack the humans that are in this room. Like essentially the Rokov's basically trying to get rid of the witnesses. <laughs> and of course they are. Yeah. I mean, they're, damn they're, you, Rogue Corp. Very classic kind of evil corporation kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I liked that. So what it sort of came down to was you did gain control of your voice. 
mm-hmm. um, after sort of fighting against it enough at a certain point, and then you had to use knowledge of these people to, to convince to, them, to sort of yeah. convince them that this wasn't yeah. you, and to get out, and to like, you know, that that they they knew then that you were under control. Um, That's and they kind of cool. knew what to do and to to find a way to disable you. So, um, because up to that point, they you know they thought you were. I mean, for one, they thought you were human. Yeah. Um, but once it becomes clear that you're an android, they don't trust you anymore. But you have, but you can, yeah, you basically have to regain that trust through your past knowledge of, of the conversations with them. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I, I've got to say that I was impressed with the graphics, the sound, the tutorial, and of course the ray tracing. Like, they didn't use it much. They had a little bit of global illumination, but as we know, that fits under the, under, under the, um, ray tracing family. So this does get my coveted F rating. Yeah. And Trevor's, Trevor's coveted F rating. Um, um I, we didn't actually give scores for the last game and that didn't oh. have any ray tracing. So it was E. E for me because it had a great tutorial. Like, uh, um, yeah, the last game, yeah, I mean, it, it actually got it, did not finish. Um, from me, so, yeah. Well, because I didn't finish you it, you can't finish it. Too. Yeah, you it's can't a finish like, it. You know? So how am I supposed to score it? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So DNF. That's uh, that's why we didn't go into it because you you had a DNF. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Look, this this game had everything. It had it had graphics. It had sound. It, it was really good. Really, really good. Um. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I didn't finish it, but and I won't finish it. But it was really, really good. It gets a gets a coveted F rating from me. Coveted so. F rating from, from Trevor. Uh, and I'm programming programmed to give any game with an Android a 10 out of 10. So that's makes it sense for me. Uh, lightning round coming off of Masters of Spelling from a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Caribbean Spelling Safari was a totally different affair. Like it was, it was very much a a fun uh, spelling safari. Bit of a romp. Bit of a romp. Uh, pirates um, spelling R a lot. Oh and, yeah. yeah! Did you have to? Was it the challenge to like guess how many R's were in R? Yes. Point? Yes. Like they had varying um, ones. Or? It was usually seven, which is you know the the typical the standard. Yeah. The standard uh, when people you know when you guess the things you go for seven straight away, and it just happened to be right most of the time. Um, there was a lot of drinking, a lot of rum, a lot of coconuts. Um, Did that make the spelling harder because of the slurred words and things? Um. It. Did but you know it was it was it was a fun romp. It was a safari. Like you cool. you went through, you know, sort of. I mean, there was a level where you were literally in like a safari jeep sort of thing going through where all these pirates were were like almost in a free range zoo sort of thing. But um, that was a bit of a weird level. But makes sense though. Makes it makes perfect sense because cool. safari, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I've been playing Olympic Dentist Spree. Oh. That was pretty fun. Uh, you know, where you're, you're essentially in the dentist Olympics. Uh, but you, you're really just thrown in. It's really interesting. Like they don't, there's no training mode. There's no, uh, you wouldn't give it a full score because there's no tutorial. Uh, you just get thrown into someone's in your seat and you got to figure out what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got a variety of tools at your disposal. So you can, you can x-ray them. You can, you know, get in there with your mirror and your scraper and suction and, and whatever. And you just have to, it's a very, it's a very sandboxy in the way that they present you the tools, but very much directed. Like you've got a time limit. Like it, there's a high pressure to, to get through it because this is the dental, dental Olympics. Uh, yeah. And you want to, you know, get your gold, gold medal. Cool. Don't bite onto it to make sure it's don't, real gold. Because no, no, you, know, you damage the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obsessive compulsive werewolf exhibition. That oh. was that was a fun one. Like uh, the fact that you know it's it's giving you the you know an an idea as to what obsessive compulsive people go, have to go through. Mm, okay, but in a fun like werewolfy sort of way. Like in this case, you know. Your character was only obsessive compulsive during full moon things. And that's when they realized that they may actually be a werewolf. And they started realizing that all that hand washing that they were having to do and make sure that, you know, they flicked the light off and on 13 times when they, when they left the room. It's like the canine side. Yeah. You, you kind of, you, 
you got to feel during during these exhibitions and all that sort of stuff just just exactly what someone with obsessive compulsive disorder would oh. um or OCD would really go through so it was an eye opening experience and i learned a lot about werewolves as well that's cool yeah. bit of an educational one a bit of a yeah you know we need more more games about sort of mental health and werewolves problems and, and yeah. werewolves uh yeah well my next one that i'm talking about is perfect volleyball man this one was cool. <laughs> oh, I love Perfect Volleyball, you just man. Go, oh, you played this one, do you? Yeah, you just yeah. go around like spiking balls. Where you know, a perfectly. Different, per, well, if you time it right, perfectly. Yeah. yeah, like your character is Perfect Volleyball, man. But if you don't, that that's part of the challenge. Um, but it, I, lo- I love this. Just everyday mundane situations. Mm. It's like, oh, you need to buy, you know, a sandwich. Groceries, yeah. Groceries, whatever. Like, they had, yeah, both. And it's the, the way you do that, fucking spike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, the, the, fa- the fact that you could um, you could do a little dig, um, you know, well, little yeah, dig, a little set. It, yeah. Yeah, you had, your, you had your couple of, uh, you know, your one, two, three to, yeah. to set it up, but. Um, yeah, and, and the fact the fact that you could actually. In these conversations, you know, you you sort of could set up a few different few different things, and then the the other characters would actually uh, sort of keep playing volleyball with you and keep that yeah they keep, keep that conversation going. up yeah yeah no that's cool I like it okay one last one each um, my favorite game that I played I just forgot all about it there's been my toilet game. Yeah. This week, you know, the game that you play on the toilet, Brain Damaged Bong School. It's just a, a, a fun little, fun little game where, you know, you're, you're going through, through school, you, you're going through your classes, but wherever you can, you're, you're sneaking off, you know, to trying get to get, high. trying to get high and yeah. seeing how much brain damage you can actually cause by the time that you finish that day of school. Uh, do a few runs every time I, I have to, do my business. Oh, yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Sounds fun. <laughs> Your last one. Uh, my last one, Shady Programming Zombies. Uh, look, I haven't got mm. deep into this one, mm-hmm. but I love this idea of using code. Like, you you essentially program these zombies. Yep. Um, to And then you set them loose. You set them loose with their programming into a world. Yeah. Uh there's a so the, the where the shady comes from is there's a like light and dark dynamic so they're uh, faster in the dark and slower yep. in the light uh, but you can if you as you get different types of zombies they get sort of new senses or new inputs that they can have as well so your basic one doesn't can't t- like can't make a decision based on if it's in the light or dark but later on you get things like you know if it's in the light you you can choose a different code branch essentially and that sort of thing so you can get quite deep in the end. Uh, with these zombies, but you've still again only got very basic actions of yeah. you know keep moving forward or avoid or attack or eat or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's it's really fun to just set one zombie that you've programmed loose into a world of you know humans and then watch it mm. uh play out. Who who made this this game? Uh, I think it's just a indie, uh, okay. dev. Why? Oh, just, it, it sounds like something I saw on Twitter from the, from the developer of Panzer Walrus. Um, you know, the one with Could a be. walrus in a tank. Yeah. Um, and. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Let me just Simil- quickly check. Similar yeah. style, actually, now that I think of it. Yeah. Uh, that was a cool game as well. If you haven't checked it out, Panzer Walrus, the sequel's coming out soon. Panzer Walrus, hell. So, yeah, I I think just you know that juxtaposition of of zombies and and I mean why would you go from wars to zombies? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, and then back again. Yeah, I, I wonder I wonder if it's going to be Panzer Wars versus like oh they might combine versus the zombies that because that'd be cool. I really really like that idea of being able to program the zombies. Can you program them to not eat human flesh or? Is that just one of the things you that- can? So you can. Um, is that like base programming? A, well, there's a meat like there. You, you, you can uh, get do things based on the hunger meter, right? Okay. So you can okay. have them make the decision not to, as long as uh, the hunger meter isn't too high. But mm. essentially, once the hunger meter gets high enough, 
uh, it kind of you don't get the choice of being able to take those paths. Yeah. Um, and so there's only a certain parts of your code that it that are accessible at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is very similar to the way Panzer Walrus worked in the fact that he was just, he loved fish. Like, right, and I mean, you had that fish meter. So, yeah. yeah, it really sounds like it was the same dev. Go off and check. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. I hadn't seen their Twitter account. So, mm. cool. Well, I think maybe we'll finish up there tonight. If you want to find the rest of our episodes, you can go to podchaser.com. Slash Bitstorm. We really hope you're enjoying this sort of new direction that we've taken these past few weeks. Uh, if you're not, or if you are, leave us a review there. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Uh, if you like the music that you hear at the start and end, uh, thank you, because that was done by us. We, we were <laughs> part you're of the banker at us. Yes, that's right. It's you're welcome from the, from the movie Moana. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> That was us. Um, I'm actually Ben oh. Lin Manuel Miranda Slinger and Ben Manuel Miranda. <laughs> okay, and Trevor no, the Rock. It, uh, Trevor the Rock Johnson. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dwayne no, the Scott so, Johnson. So I w- I was the bassist in. <laughs> let's just do this again. Um, if you like no, the music that you hear, great. At the, Come on. okay. If you, if you like the music that you hear at the start and end of each of our episodes, that's the that's the song "Mount Defiance" of the album "Containment Failure" by the band Crudust, of which we are members of. And yes, I did keep in that previous part, so don't worry, Ben. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. So thank you again um, for joining us this week on Pitstorm. Moving I'm right ben along. Ben Man- I'm Ben Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I'm, I'm Trevor the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and this has been a rainbow connection. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not easy being green, you know.